0: have you been josh no, <laughs> all over the goddamn place it's been a wild uh it's been a very busy few weeks month. Set said an encino man hat it is wow I, i'm also wearing a a son-in-law shirt
1: what's with the Pauly Shore all of a sudden
0: <laughs> well i love Pauly Shore. that's not a new thing but um Tapes from the Crypt and Youth Energy did, like, a whole Poly Shore movie drop. They had, like, a Biodome shirt and some other stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, four movies that dropped in the mid-90s.
1: I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of those, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although I haven't watched any of them in a long time. I, I'm not 100% aware of how well they've aged.
1: Son-in-Law is still funny, and Sino Man's a little harder to watch. Mm.
0: Is it like problematic or just not as funny? Not as funny. Because you know, sometimes we watch these, uh, some of these movies and you're like, ooh, I don't remember this being so rapey or so whatever. Like, <laughs> I feel like I watched Biodome not too long ago and it wasn't as bad. Yeah, I, you know, I don't remember, but I don't, I don't, I feel like back in the day, I didn't like Biodome as much as the, the ones that led up to it, but anyway. All Let's, right, uh, well. tune in for your Pauly Shore, uh, <laughs> content. You can always check us out here on B-Side Ourselves for the Pauly Shore content. Polly Shore, you want to come on the show? Uh, more than happy to have you. Chris Caraba. let him know if you know him. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it's been a hot minute, listeners. We're back.
0: Our, we, released, we released our last episode on May 11th, and it's June 5th, so almost a month, not quite, like three weeks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, well, why don't we... There has been a lot of cool uh, stuff that's happened, um, some of which on, I think on both our ends that's worthy of talking about on our music podcast. Yeah. Um, before we get into the meat of our episode today, okay this, this episode is almost nice it's episode sixty eight <laughs> so, um so where have we been uh well danny you're uh it's it's mostly me, but danny you've uh, you're like back in uh your like school took off so how how has that been treating you You like very busy with you know your your schedule changed because of school yeah
1: i i'm in school monday through thursday from five to nine (laughs) i'm in
0: work you sound very happy about it
1: it's just this month after this month i am done and then i have two months of actual summer from school and so yeah it's just been very busy doing that But also, I had to cancel or remove one of our episodes because I went and saw Newfound Glory, which was a really fun show.
0: Yeah, and didn't you You saw it with some interesting. I
1: shows. saw it with my TikTok buds.
0: Yeah. And w- so, one of the people you saw w- was Big Shakuna. And then yep. the other guy, I, I don't know, but he, sh- I think I actually, I do think I follow him, and he shows up in my like. I started following him after he showed up with a lot of funny vinyl TikToks, like over and over and over again. In my when I was just scrolling, who's the who's the other guy that you went and?
1: Uh, his name's Benny. He's Canadian, but he's just across the border, so he comes over here for shows and stuff. Oh, very cool. He's really. cool. You?
0: It's funny how you're finding the, I mean, obviously, like, uh, Chicken and Waffles doesn't live close, but you found these, like, other fun vinyl TikTokers who are also, like, not that far away from us, which is cool. It allows you to go to concerts and free record store day with them and stuff, so.
1: And there were two people at the show that came up to me and said, oh, my God, I follow you on TikTok, which made me feel weird but. Exciting, because I'm clo- closing in on 2,000 followers,
0: which is big for TikTok. I guess <laughs> you're you're a big deal. That's why I asked you to do a show with me so I could get fa- famous <laughs> on Ride TikTok. your ride your, ride your coattails. Um,
1: oh, this coming from the guy that's didn't they just finish an album?
0: I yeah, we did. We're uh, former critics is mixing and mastering right now. Well, we're not doing it. Tyler's doing it, and um, uh, we actually. Have a small, like five-day tour at the end of June. We're going to the eastern coast of the United States. Oh
1: man, you're going yeah. on tour, Josh! Baby's first tour, tour life. Yep. You're gonna smell so bad. I can't wait, stinky Josh. <laughs> I mean, if you can find showers, that's awesome. But it doesn't happen easily. I'm actually you're staying in hotels, which is kind of also ridiculous.
0: We are not, but we. uh, I we actually just found out that we have like, I think all of the nights we have like designated places to stay. So oh, you're not doing any sleeping vans. Hey man, if if you have a place (laughs) to stay, what's the point of sleeping in the van? I'm sure. I mean, I don't think you
1: should, but I think you should for your one time on tour. Yeah. Have one night of having to sleep in that damn van.
0: I'm sure that it'll happen at some point. I don't think this is... I, I, well, I, I definitely know this isn't our last tour. We're actually already trying to plan something later in the summer, too. So, um, But, yeah, so that's that's one piece of news. Uh, and then uh, also related to that, um, part of the reason we hadn't recorded is because uh, Doug got married, and we had a couple weekends. We had, like, a ceremony ceremony, on the west side of the state, one weekend, and then the the reception was the next weekend. Uh, so it's very busy with that. Uh, yeah,
1: listeners, I texted Josh all the time, like, "Hey, we recording today?" and he's like, "No, I'm off at a wedding." Same thing next weekend. Same thing next week.
0: He's like, "How many?" Yeah, it's like it's like the guy who, you know, has an excuse at work or school. His grandma's died like six times. It's like, wait a minute. Um, and then uh, I was in California for a Star Wars celebration, and I actually had my own moment like you did, where someone came up to me and said, are you Josh from Outer Rim Beacon? Oh, dang. <laughs> but that was awesome. It, it wasn't a fan. It was someone... It was an enemy. <laughs> no, it, it was someone who... Well, it was someone who follows us on socials, and I think listens to the show, but actually it was someone that I had never met, but had like... Uh, at at the time, I had access to something online that he didn't, so I bought a pin for him and shipped it to him. Um, you know, yeah, collect- he's still a fan. Don't don't uh, downplay that. Well, you no, but it was someone who had, it was someone who had actually interacted with me. Like, wow. um, so uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. But uh, I won't go into all of it. It was a lot of fun. I met you and McGregor. Uh, if you want to come and smell my hand or my. Uh, the shirt that I was wearing or anything like that, um, I'll be charging admission. Uh, and he was just as warm and nice and uh, genuine as I would have expected him to be. And it was it was a good experience. Um, but on the music front. So uh, there a musical thing happened that was very cool. Um, on the first day of the con, uh, there was a panel that was like, here's all of the stuff that Lucasfilm is putting out soon. And one by one, they kind of went through, like, the Kenobi series, the Ahsoka series, Ma- what's happening next in The Mandalorian. Uh, we're making a Willow sequel. Like, in the actors or directors from each one of those things would come out, and that was pretty cool. Um, and actually, they started it with, like... The first thing they did was Kenobi and Ewan and Hayden are on stage with Kathleen Kennedy. and they uh, they said everyone that's in this panel gets to come back and watch the first two episodes before everybody else in this theater. And so they dropped, and that's a big thing. they but they dropped a big thing at the very beginning. And I'm thinking, man, Star Wars, like for these things, normally, like the big thing is the thing they do at the end of the panel. And so I'm yeah. like, did they just switch it up or do we have something else cool happening? So after they announced all of the things and the actors come out and stuff, then Kathleen Kennedy walks back out and she says, um, it was recently John Williams' 90th birthday. Um, and John, for those who don't know, I know Danny knows John Williams is a legendary film composer. Uh, he's done the scores from to from, uh, of everything from Star Wars to Harry Potter to Jaws to Jurassic Park, Hook, Home Alone, you name it. A lot of it's from our of, childhood <laughs> and uh, and uh, Indiana Jones, um, like a million things that I haven't listed as well. Uh, very very uh, important and uh, and very important to me musically. Uh, one of my favorite things about Star Wars is the music. So anyway. Um, I'm in the like I'm in the 0.5 percent of list of his fans on Spotify like that's how much I listen to him so um and she says well and he but even though he's 90 he came back to do just the theme for the obi-wan show um not the whole score just the theme and we actually would like to let all of you hear it uh right now live uh before anyone else has heard it um, obviously, besides the people that like made it or whatever, and uh, and I'm thinking, okay, cool, they're gonna like play it up on the screen, and then the curtains open, and there's a full orchestra, and it like the stage kind of like it's like a on a riser, and it kind of like glides out to the front of the stage, and then Kathleen Kennedy walks back out arm in arm with 90 year old John Williams, and John Williams gets up there and they he he conducts the uh the song and it's amazing and I'm crying
1: I figured, the entire I figured you time. <laughs> uh, you get to
0: see
1: John Williams live. That's I never
0: crazy. I never thought it would happen. It was it's <laughs> bl- mind blowing. Uh and then uh just to like and uh, honestly John Williams is a bigger is a bigger surprise for me. But then just to cap off that surprise even more um He's he so he gets on the mic, he thanks everybody, and then he says, I know it's Star Wars celebration, but this next song we're gonna play isn't Star Wars, but I think you'll know it. And then he started playing the Indiana Jones theme, and I was like, Why? Why is he playing this? And I'm like, Oh my god, they're working on DD5. Harrison Ford's about to walk out, I know it. And as soon as that song ended, here comes crotchety old Star Wars hating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't ask me questions i hate the fans i'm grumpy old man harrison ford walks out and he's you know he, i think they were like hey man uh do it for john because he literally just came out there to like talk about how much he loved working with john williams and then he's like oh by the way indy five's coming out what's the date again uh kathleen yeah this is the date like you know yeah <laughs> so i was just like I was, <laughs> it was a wild time and all of that happened on the first day <laughs> I was like, I was like, they blew their wad. Like, I don't even know. Like, I have nothing to look forward to. Like, <laughs> everything cool happened in the first day. I mean, obviously, uh, and McGregor was later in the week, but weekend. But yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a pretty nerdy, great time. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it was, it, it was wild. So, um, yeah.
1: Right. Anything That's, else?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's more stuff, but I. People don't tune into B-sides to hear me talk about all the stuff I did at Star Wars Celebration. So, uh, you (laughs) know, they can tune
1: into Outer Rim to hear you talk more about that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm recording that, uh, that follow-up tonight. So, a day full of podcasts. Did everyone go? Yeah. Actually, we, um, there's a there's a girl on our podcast who lives in Virginia and we and we've po- been podcasting with her for two years and we've but none of us have ever met her in person and we finally met her in person, which is wild, weird, wild too. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, oh, 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 no. One more thing. We ran into Tony Thaxton from Motion City Soundtrack on the the floor. Just another, you know, regular guy fan. Just loves Star Wars. Oh, and he also happens to be in my favorite band. Crazy. Um, And he's uh, not in it anymore, is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he left. He's been no. He's been back since the last album, and he was on all the reunion shows too. Sweet. Yeah. No. I, I like. I saw him, and I was like, that guy looks familiar. And then he kind of turned. And we—he has a mask on, and I'm—I'm I'm like, oh my God, Tab! I think that's Tony from Motion City, and so then I'm like, Tony, and he kind of—he didn't look at me, but he kind of like cocked his head like he like did someone just say my name kind of thing and then i was like i'm i'm being real weird right now but i'm gonna i'm going for it and i was like tony and then he looked he turned and looked at me and i was like it is him so then i was like uh we love your band and uh (laughs) i love that you love star wars can can we take a picture with you it wasn't i wasn't that nervous but it was like i still felt like i was being a little bit of a creep but it's it's all good he seems he seemed not off put by it so um and then i was like hey we're gonna see you in detroit in like two weeks yeah, that's this weekend. That's a week from today. Did you know that? Did you? Re- I did know
1: that, and I also put it down as probably what we should cover next week. <laughs> yeah, submit a-
0: this to memory retrospective. Didn't we already do that? Did we? I thought maybe we did it last time. We were supposed to see them.
1: Oh well, then maybe we'll do a different motion city. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: just do a different one. I don't. I yeah, we did. That was our episode fifty-four. All right, well, then we'll pick another Motion City album. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. So Maybe we'll see Power. if a guest wants to be on. Perfect. All right, but let's get
1: into this week's episode. Yeah,
0: what are we talking about, Danny?
1: So, like a month ago, I told Josh, oh, I'm obsessed with this album that came out this year, but I ignored it the first time it came out, but I recently have been listening to it nonstop. Let's do this. And then and then a month went away. But
0: <laughs> Well, and... I was very tentative because we had just hmm, we had just done another album on a whim, and it wasn't good. Uh, so, <laughs> and that's not your fault. Like neither yeah. one of us realized it was bad, but then I listened to it, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is great. So, and that album is we're doing The Weekends Don FM. Yeah, you know, I didn't even realize that The Weeknd had a new album until you told me because it didn't seem like it was that long ago that like blinding lights and all that came out but then I realized, oh no that came out like right at the start of the pandemic. what is time CoVID stole two years of our lives? Cool yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um, and uh, this uh, is a very I didn't realize how ambitious picking this album is because he's a weirdo. And it's like not just a cool album of songs. It's like, oh, there's a whole meaning. And I didn't actually realize any of that until this weekend when we decided to do it again. Um, So uh, I have a kind of an idea of what it's about and stuff. But, we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. (laughs) So, yeah,
1: I before the preface it for background story or whatever for history for me, I've never like loved the weekend. It was fine. Like his singles were fun bops, but I've never like wanted to buy a weekend album. I didn't go out of my way to listen to a weekend song. But if it was on, I would, you know, sway with it. But my coworker is obsessed with this and they listened to it from start to finish one day when we were working. So I was like, it's your turn to pick the album. And like halfway through my shift, I was like, this is really good. And then I just became obsessed with this album. Now it's like one of my favorites of the year
0: it is really good and it makes i'm so i'm in the exact same camp where i'm like uh i do i so i do really like most of the weekend's hits um but uh you know generally unlike you when a artist is kind of like weird and artsy it turns me off yeah and so i saw that like fake plastic surgery stuff he was doing and all the different like narrative pieces. And I was like, nah, eh, just listen to the hits. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I put that much thought into it, but I was never like intrigued enough to go on. Um, and I know that's kind of dumb, but that's the truth. So, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I haven't gone back and listened to any of his older stuff yet either, but it's just, I feel like we album. need to go
0: back and listen to after hours though, because it's part of a, apparently as part of a trilogy and that, album kind of leads right into what's going on in this one. So yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I was gonna say he said that it's uh the concept is that it's you're in purgatory, but you're like in your car in purgatory, like on <laughs> the road to the t- light at the end of the tunnel. And you're listening to Don Dawn them. FN, which is the radio station when you're in purgatory. Um and that yeah, I said it's part of a trilogy. It's a follow up to After Hours um yeah i have some stuff that's like background not really stat sheet but um i don't know i'll just do it together how about that, Does that okay. Sound good. okay so fifth studio album came out at the beginning of this year this on, is his fifth one yeah oh dang yep um it came out on january 7th 2022 so beginning of this year um like I said it's a co- this is what I said about it being a concept album um and so he like uh he was working on another album uh right after after hours and then decided against it because he didn't like where it was going' cause it was real I think it was real like covid lockdown based and kind of depressing and not in not in the way that uh like that he wanted so um but he's been teasing this uh you know doing d- d- saying d- doing different things online and um and then just kind of decided like put out uh the single in the summer but then uh just kind of decided it seems like to release it on a whim at the beginning of the year like teased he was leasing really on the uh, january 1st like teased he was releasing an album soon like hey the dawn is coming kind of thing um so uh, but he and then he's, he's done a bunch of like, uh, kind of like artistic events, like did an Amazon music event where he was like the DJ and he was, um, you know, was like a performance art piece with a night out at the club, um, you know, promoting the album, which kind of all fits uh, what he's done with other stuff doing like big performance pieces or doing his like w- doing the weird stuff that he did at the Super Bowl. Like it's yeah. all part of the narrative of like what he's trying the story he's trying to tell. Um and he didn't release it uh physically because he did such a rush release uh like right away. It like didn't become there weren't physical copies until like a couple weeks later, I guess. Um but reading all of this I he I feel like he's He's figured out this, like, normally you have, like, someone who is, like, very commercial, their stuff is everywhere, or you're, like, weird and artsy and you're, like, not a sellout. But, like, he's riding this line where, like, he makes weird, interesting, dark music, but then it's also, like, he makes good singles that are radio-friendly and, like, appeal to a wide audience, but then and and even though he's artsy and weird and does all of this extra stuff, he's like, I, I want some money. I'm yeah, I'm going to this is I'll have this song be the theme for uh, WrestleMania 38 and I'll and I'll do the Super Bowl and I'll have it be played on the Olympics. And I'll like, yeah, let's license this stuff. That's like I'm I'm trying to make money, you know, so yeah, which normally it's just normally you don't have both of those things. Normally, like someone's either weird or they're either they're trying to make money like there's no it's not you know both ways so i thought that was interesting he's like figured it out
1: are you ready to get into it
0: (laughs) i guess so i realized i'm i i I didn't even take pre-workout today i don't know what's going on maybe i'm just really excited to be on here with you (laughs) so
1: all right track one don fm
0: You are now listening to 103.5 DAWN FM. You've been in the dark for way too long. It's time to walk into the light and accept your fate with open arms. Scared? Don't worry. We'll be there to hold your hand and guide you through this painless transition. But what's the rush? Just relax and enjoy another hour of commercial-free music on 103.5 DAWN FM. Stay tuned. That whole it, thing's like 30 seconds, so I was like, I'm just playing the whole thing.
1: <laughs> it blew my mind when I realized that was Jim Carrey. Same. the DJ through the whole album.
0: I didn't know that until today. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so. Jim
1: Carrey's doing the narration, the radio DJ in the background on all the tracks that that's featured in. So the intro to the album. It fits perfect. His last album was about city lights, and the intru- this intro sets up the tone that this is a dark and alone purgatory after the lights are over also preparing to take a journey by himself into self-discovery while he's stuck in this area
0: yeah um and so at the end of after hours so after hours is like the last album yeah it's about like the craziness of fame and culture and how destructive that lifestyle is and but then also how like lonely and devastating it is and self-destructive for him um and so we're like led to believe that like the character of the weekend dies at the end of that album. And it, like blinding lights is actually about the him ODing and the lights of the ambulance. Oh, I didn't know that. It's wild because I... it's a hit too. Like <laughs>
1: Um That makes and... more sense then because I took this as like a like I imagine like a guy on the stage in Broadway, and then when uh, the crowd leaves and the lights go out, let's say the last episode was, or the show was called Blinding Lights or whatever, and then he's just sitting there alone, self-reflecting. But I guess it makes more sense the way you said it, with him dying and blinding lights, and this is purgatory.
0: I think it. I think uh, it's still about self-reflection and working with your trauma. So I think like it works either way, but that this is just. This is what I've read. Other people have the other people's interpretations. So, um, yeah, so yeah, Jim Carrey's on here. Totally weird, totally cool, though. Um, they met at the weekend's 30th birthday party, uh, and or on his 30th birthday, and they bonded over their mutual love of telescopes.
1: Wow, nerds, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, That's and
0: cool. this so because i think because of the digital release in that way um like almost every song on here hit the hot 100 which is kind of wild um so this one debuted at 65 um and yeah uh i thought that when it says free yourself i thought he said kill yourself and i was like oh jesus christ (laughs) uh but i yeah i listened to it a bunch of times so i was like okay maybe it doesn't say kill yourself so uh the radio thing is awesome i also i just i love the start of this like the synth hits real hard his singing like uh it's very atmospheric the the melody he's using i just it's a it's a a very strong start to the album yeah
1: all right so track two a gasoline
0: Pause. Let's go back and we got to play because we're going to talk about it. I want to play the way he sings at the beginning.
1: Okay. Right. It's 5 a.m. my time again. I'm calling and you know it's me.
0: it has got this like electro goth, like electro goth. Yep. Uh, yeah. Gasoline. So
1: the drum sequence on this track is so spacey and cool. The vocal effects are dope. The ones you were just talking about, the very like you know, goth, dancy, whatever you said.
0: I think it's uh, a tribute to like to the Cure.
1: Yeah, I love or, like, how stuff po- like that. I love how poetic he describes using drugs and coping with a toxic relationship. Uh, it sounds a little suicidal, almost in his delivery, but beautiful and haunting at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because so this this whole album is about like dealing with his trauma of his p- past relationships, yeah. um, and but this is like. He's he's talking about like bad things, but he all he also says like he's with someone like he's talking about like he's with someone who he feels safe, so he knows like he won't OD because they like they will like won't let them him or they they'll like save him if if he does, which is wild. But um and it kind of it plays right into that like he OD'd at the end of the last album thing too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is a I do so I like the low voice as like a tribute thing. I think if he did it all the time, I wouldn't like it as much. But that's also because his like high his higher part of his range I love. Yeah. So it's probably not so much that I don't like the low voice. It's just that I like the higher part of his range so much better. And obviously we're more used to it. Um, But this is yeah, first track awesome. Second track awesome again
1: um (laughs) yeah i i mean you'll find out later in the album i don't think this is a perfect album there are a few songs i don't love but with how much i love the songs that i do love which is most of the album i still think this is an incredible release
0: well i mean electropop is like perfect for me because i i like synthwave and this is like some of these songs are like synthwave with freaking just awesome vocals over the top of it and it's like oh yeah uh could you know couldn't get much better than that so one
1: of the notes i have later which i think is true for most of the tracks not every single one but i feel like if middle era michael jackson made an album with daft punk this is what it'd sound like
0: there so i've ever since i heard uh i feel it come in off starboy i was like oh my god like not all the time but a lot of the time he sounds just like Michael Jackson. Yeah. And there's some songs here that it's like, wow.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. Track three. How do I make you love
0: me? Question mark. Oh, I love this digital, this dance pop breakdown. So that's what I put. (laughs) A little bit of it since I put the dance breakdown in there. <laughs> yeah, so this is the first
1: track on the album with Swedish House Mafia making the dance synth sounds. You can definitely tell what ones they're on because it's the next level. Like the album's great, but every time they do part of the the, the background music, like it's next level, and the this song's great.
0: It cracks me up that like I I guess I when I think of. So Max Martin produces and, like, helps write on a bunch of these songs. And yeah. it's hilarious to me because I guess I kind of forgot that he's still doing stuff. Because when I think Max Martin, I think, hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I want it that way. Because he, he was, like, the architect of, like, the 90s pop boom. Like, writing songs for NSYNC and Backstreet Boys at the same time. Like, who are you? Uh, and Britney Spears. Like, it's it's so... Um, obviously they're, they know what they're doing. Um, so yeah,
1: this is a Synthwave soul song. I don't care who you are, that's what it is. Classic lyrics on how to keep someone in your life from leaving. I love how the lyrics flow and, into the pre-chorus and then to the actual chorus. It's really cool. I love this. I just love this whole song. The synth breakdown at 2 minutes and 40 seconds is <laughs> everything. Is that the one you played? Yeah. No, no you actually played I played early. the earlier
0: one. Earlier Go one, to the yeah. 240.
1: Please hold. And then the transition to the next song is just flawless, which is most of this album.
0: I do like how they go into each other. (laughs) This just sounds like dad yeah,
1: I mean it's longer than thirty seconds so we don't have to play, it, but just the whole
0: thing is great. Yeah, I mean he made an album. He basically made an album with Death Punk before, so it's doesn't surprise me that it sounds like Death Punk. Any well, other thoughts? No, I mean he kind of hit the nail <laughs> on the head. All right, the so, song just takes my breath away so track four take my breath and on this one i didn't i'm again uh showing showcasing the instrumentation more than I am his vocals but yeah The song reminds me of this song by um, Daft Punk. Yes, it does.
1: Yeah, Daft Punk. I mean, my first note on Take My Breaths was, hello, Daft Punk. Like, that's just what the song, the whole beat, sounds like it's from one of their albums. Uh, I heard this one before, and it was fine on my first listen, but in the context of this full album, it blows me away little simpler pop lyrics that we've grown to know from the weekend those are usually his hits yeah usually not always but it's a fire dance track and awesome to drive to at night also
0: yeah that outrun um, <laughs> so this is yeah this is your lead single uh, number six on the billboard so top 10 it's a 13th top 10 single that the weekend has had in his career Yeah. Um, even though it's Daft Punky, this has real big throwback vibes, and I think he really sounds like MJ a lot on this one. Yes, he does. Um, my one note, and I think I think this is a good song, uh, and I s- can totally see why it's the single, the lead single. Um, I don't love, and I think this isn't an issue on the. What was that saying? Uh... <laughs> oh, the I th- there's a the the instrumental like later in the song. I don't love. It's like too long, um, but I think that the it's just this album version the album version is much longer than the single version the album version is five minutes and 39 seconds so yeah i do like the added like the added instrumental in the beginning though
1: so all right tracks five sacrifice
0: The second part of that chorus after he switches out of the low voice yeah like you could you could probably convince me that it was michael jackson (laughs) and and it it doesn't hurt that they're sampling like uh song from the 80s like so it's got like it's got that early solo michael like um vibe like like thriller and before what song are they sampling do you know uh i want to thank you by alicia myers
1: oh okay is that the funky electro guitar synth? Actually, I didn't, didn't look.
0: That's my assumption. Let's uh, let's just pull it up. Why not? You know, I don't know why I did that because it, with the samples, it could literally be any like little part of the song that they sample <laughs> over and over again. You go to the so. chorus
1: or something. Not anything super obvious, so that's yeah, cool.
0: or it's something weird at the end or something. Yeah, uh, the way he sings the chorus along with a
1: synth lead in the song in the background is super awesome. Yeah, the only thing I question is his my oohs over repeated, like just my ooh. Is that what he's saying? Ah, ooh. it's kind of uh, silly, but it still sounds good.
0: I don't hate it, and I'm I uh, I'm real testy with. vocal sounds so you know um and this is this you know i think sacrifice is the start of the like the well there's a this whole album sounds like a throwback to one thing or another but this is this the start of the like sacrifice to basically like maybe like track eight is the like early michael throwback section of this album um yeah i i really like the um you want to you want a spoiler yeah super strong first half the album falls off falls off a bit after about at about track nine i agree not a complete fall off but definitely not as good as the first six, seven, eight songs. So, but we'll get into it.
1: <laughs> we'll get there. All right, so track six, A Tale of by Quincy. Back now, I didn't know who they was supposed to be. And, and it's like raising kids, man. If you weren't raised, you don't know how to raise, you know. I just did the best thing I could with them because they know fucking well I love them. But I did it
0: do the best I could. I loved them. So, yeah, Quincy
1: Jones. Quincy Jones telling a tale. That also gives me some massive Daft Punk vibes because they've done that in an album where someone's just like talking yeah. to a cool beat in the background. But with that smooth, funky soul rhythm in the background, it's awesome. And looking back as a bitch. And (laughs) so my mom also struggled with mental health. So a lot of the stories he goes through, like it hit way too close to home, which was crazy. But a good little spoken track. And I actually really enjoy it. It's not something I'll listen to all the time, though. It's usually a skip after a few listens.
0: Well, I didn't realize it was obviously like on first listen. I didn't realize it was Quincy Jones. And then when I realized that's who it was, it made it even more impactful. I mean, it doesn't yeah. it's he's it, the message and in the message, uh, you know, uh, the weekend also uh, had a one What you know, came out of a one parent home. And uh, sh- so shares that trauma that uh, Quincy is talking about. Um, and. It being Quincy Jones also fits into the narrative that I was trying to put out that this is the old school MJ section because Quincy Jones produced Thriller and a million other things. So he's also the father of the one person who was on both The Office and (laughs) Parks and Rec. (laughs)
1: Rashida
0: Jones. Rashida Jones. She's done a lot of other cool stuff. That's just the random thing I decided to say. She got annoying in Parks and Rec. She was always great in The Office. You don't that's Genuine? Just, genuine?
1: Writers, you don't know Genuine?
0: Though. You don't know Genuine? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Track seven, Out of Time. Are you about to look up the sample? It's I awesome. have the sample. I actually I love, love this though. sample. Like It was one of those that you go back and you're like, whoa, I love this song. Skip ahead a little bit.
0: japanese
1: yeah it's a japanese okay. pop song okay.
0: wow. is
1: this your first listen to it
0: yeah i love the like random things in english and japanese songs. yeah
1: so yeah another flawless transition from the last track to this one just if you just listening to this all the way through is just so good but it's a flip on the Japanese artist Tomoko Aran song "Midnight Pretender." Sorry if I butchered that name.
0: I mean, it looks like it's close to that, yeah.
1: This one, he sounds like Michael Jackson. in.
0: yeah, this was giving me uh, "Human Nature" vibes. It's uh, "Human Nature" is a little bit more upbeat than that, but it's you know,
1: but it's got I love I the synth say- horns in this song. I love that Jim Carrey's narration at the end splits up the album.
0: Yeah. I yeah, I like that they start putting that more like in the song, little things in the end of the song. Yeah. Um I just had a, I had a thought the other day and I'm, something you said just triggered it in my brain. And so it's not related to this at all, but it's related to something we said on a previous episode. I I was listening to my my slow jams playlist on my Spotify the other day. And I'll make love to you came on. And I had this thought I was like, what if someone remade the backtrack for like all of these great R and B songs from the nineties that had like shitty like Casio instrumentation yeah. on the back and did it with like real instruments. So like the That'd horns be were real, the uh like And I was just thinking, like, you have these songs that are already, like, monster songs, like Red Light Special and I'll Make Love To You and, like, a bunch of other songs. And it's, like, these songs would be killer if they had real instruments. Like, it's wild. In
1: case you're listening, Swedish House Mafia, go ahead and get the rights and talk to Boys to Men and redo their whole album. Just the background sounds. Keep the vocals exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be so good. That
0: TLC album.
1: Like, I still think it's amazing. Red Light
0: Special, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, this is like a throwback to another <laughs> episode, but, um, All right, any but more on, on this, out of time? on this, I like that it's, that it's like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I just like, this is, uh, this a hundred percent, 110% Michael Jackson right here. And I don't say that as a knock. Like, I think like that's a good stylistic reference to, to have. I, I'm not upset about it. So <laughs> All right, next track
1: Here we go, again, featuring Tyler, the creator Track eight Here we go again Life's a dream Cause it's never what it seems But you
0: Sorry sorry, 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 Tyler. <laughs> I like Tyler, the creator, all right.
1: I'm not, like, the biggest fan, but...
0: I don't, uh... Most of what I know about him is from old vines. <laughs>
1: Sadly, yeah. most of what I know from him is all the college dudes having that stupid Igor poster up in their room. Yeah, that too. I don't so, have yeah. any real strong feelings on this one. I do. I love all the references in the song, especially the I Loved Her Right, made her scream like Nev Campbell. <laughs> scream, Nev Campbell. I don't know if you got it. And his thoughts on like Super Bowl. So I read that this song is solely about the cautions of the dark side of love. But I feel like it's more of the dark sides of becoming famous with a lot of his references. But I do love the way the lyrics read and I
0: like Tyler's part in it. I I was also thinking that it's like um a little bit like up here i'm getting myself into another toxic cycle with someone too um yeah like up i already know this isn't gonna work because i know my uh my track record kind of thing yeah and uh, this uh, i don't so i don't know what tyler's uh stuff is normally like but i i felt like this uh this verse has real like Kanye vibes to me. I can see that, yeah. And I, I'm not. I know people have heard me talk shit about Kanye on here a lot, but that that wasn't a knock. I just, it just seems like, feels like that to me. So, anything you else? Gonna, you gonna sign this prenup? Yeah. All right. Track nine. Best
1: friends. Oh. Things you want, I'm
0: not looking for. You're my best friend. Now. You're my best friend now. Oh,
1: I- so your classic theme of we can't be friends and lovers, like either have sex in a relationship or we'd be best friends, but we can't do both. Uh, the song is pretty good, but it's kind of my dud. One of the first duds on the album. Like, it's fine, but...
0: Yeah, this is where it starts to drop off. I And I feel like it's one of those things we've we've said it before with other albums. It's like, it's not even, it's not a bad song. It's just not as good yeah. as other stuff on the album. The, you know, like, this is the start of kind of like the... I feel like... The backing tracks aren't as like expansive and and wild as they are earlier. It's just it's a very simple beat. Yeah. Um, you know it works, but I'm like, oh man, I want it to be as like atmospheric and expansive as the first couple tracks were.
1: But yeah, this is where the album starts go down a little bit. There's a few good songs still coming up, but for the most part, you could tell this is a top half or top heavy album.
0: Yeah, I said maybe. I can't remember if something got me past this, but I had I, I wrote maybe the weakest song. But then again, I don't know. There's a song with Lil Wayne later, so that...
1: Also- yeah, we'll get into that. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Track 10, is there someone else? Question mark? Oh.
0: honestly, same kind of feelings as the last one. It's just kind of a little bit more normal.
1: So I like the synth bass line and the flow of this track, but the, the, the the concept of the song annoys me. You might be cheating. I may be cheated in the past, but I don't want you to cheat on me. Like this is, I don't care how many times I screwed up. Don't you be cheating on me? Like that's basically what the song is saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought that too and I I did see I saw some people say that and then I saw one person say that like this whole thing is actually about like trying trying to get past your trauma and like your bad ways before and trying it with someone new and then that ends up blowing up in his face so he's not so not so much that he's and I don't know if this is right this is just like um, not that like I've cheated on you, but like, hey, I've lived this lifestyle and cheated on, I used to be this person, now are you doing this to me? Yeah. I used to do this to other people. Like, this is is a new person he's talking about. But I I don't know. I mean, it Um, could be right. It still seems like if you
1: were forgiven in the past, don't be, you know, so close-minded to the concept if there's still time to work it out. Anyways, so yeah, that song's fine. Meh. (laughs) <laughs> Track 11, Starry Look,
0: Eyes we losing steam <laughs> Let me be there for your heart Let me
1: be there I can be there until your are home You weren't touched by a man in so long
0: Cause the last stomach was way too strong Let me be there me be
1: there for you. let me love you so at this point we're still continuing on the eh, track listing
0: <laughs> yeah I so I don't know what happened I I did not write any notes for this song not Well, it's anything. a shorter
1: slow jam about finding your dream girl and telling her that she means what she means to you but like I said it's We we are totally losing steam at this point in the album. Like these last three songs are just blah.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The weekend. No, it's not over. (laughs) Track twelve. Every angel is terrifying. Did I not put a a timestamp for this? God dang it. Well,
1: this one's really trippy and weird, so it'd be hard to find a top five. Timestamp.
0: Yeah. This is the one with the the ad for the fake movie. Yes, oh, okay, hold on.
1: Graphic, sexy, euphoric, provocative, edgy, thought provoking, technically and visually stunning, a compelling work of science fiction. A suspenseful expose. Alright. Cinema like you've never seen it before. So I actually really like this track. I don't I think did, it I should be too. a track. I think it should be an interlude. Yeah. Per se. But
0: You, you have, don't like, like interludes. You lie. I know.
1: <laughs> but I like this one because it's I mean, it's long because you yeah. start off with like slow synth and then like a poem. And then it goes into this like 80s infomercial, which is really fun. Is that Jim Carrey?
0: No, I, can't tell I with think that. it's
1: someone else. But and then it flows right into the next track. I mean, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like all of the like performance performancey type stuff that happens in this all the radio stuff with jim and this is cool um it hits hard. it hits you with the synth right away um and so i got a little bit of background and man i don't know how to pronounce this person's name so uh the title of the song refers to a line from the duino elegies by rainer maria reiki We'll just say that's that's right. Uh, The poem represents Reiki's contemplation of the immaterial world, heavenly creatures, and the unknown. Uh, So uh, Reiki contrasts these concepts with the human condition, which he, he sees as poor and limited to what humans experience in their material existence, considering the beauty of angels reiki concludes that humans would be terrified if they came into contact with such beings whose beauty is beyond imagination yeah Uh, yeah so and then that kind of just that just rolls into this afterlife promo which is cool
1: and then it rolls right into don't break my heart track 13. look at you So, I really like this track. It's fun, but it's not a, uh, it, it's not a home run. It has all the elements of some of the first, fa- are my some of my favorite tracks from the beginning of the album, but it just barely misses the mark. It's not a skippable track, but it's it's better than the tracks we were we're listening to for a minute there.
0: Yeah, I just said simple beat is kind of a letdown. The song is good. It's just not as good as the first half.
1: The only thing I Critique no. If you're listening to the weekend, <laughs> the build up to the chorus deserves a stronger, intense chorus because your build up to the chorus is like building to something epic and crazy. But then the chorus is good, but it's just flat, kind of. Some seriously fun synth
0: in the song though. Yeah, all of all of the songs that aren't great are still real good. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they're just not like as good as the awesome songs. So, um. all right track 14 danny I, oh, oh, I, was just, I heard you were married
1: <laughs> track 14 i heard you were married featuring Lil wayne um
0: it's lil wayne lil, lil wayne, lil wayne. I heard you- I almost didn't listen to this one out of protest just because I was annoyed to see a little Wayne feature. Yeah. And so I'm someone that used to not love his stuff but appreciate that he was a decent like lyricist um, when he was younger. Um, but it's just gotten worse and worse. And then I kind of just completely wrote him off when he when he uh, started licking Trump's boots. Yep. Um, but – so the verse isn't good, the flow doesn't match the song, and the vocal effect that he uses is terrible. So it's like not even like begrudgingly good. Like, you know, when we used to like hate Bieber because he was being an ass, but then he would put out an album and it'd still be really good. Like when he was younger. This is just—it's yeah. just I don't like him, and it's also not good. I okay. apparently focused all of my thoughts on the song to the Little Wayne feature and not so. the rest of the song.
1: Well, I mean, I really like this track. It's a soulful jam about a girl hiding she's married when flirting with you. You would think it's kind of a douchey premise, but I think it's handled pretty well in the song, reminding her she could leave her husband if not happy. It doesn't have to be this way, and he's not going to be with you unless you're single. Like, he found out you're married. You can't keep flirting with him unless you take care of that. I did write, wow, that little Wayne part is cringy. I didn't expect anything, like... More really. I hate what little Wayne's vocator vocal sound. It's not short enough,
0: but I can let it go because I do like this song. Um Danny, is there someone else? Yes, it's her husband. (laughs) But you know you know what, you know what? When you find out that your girlfriend is married, do you know how that makes you feel?
1: Less than zero.
0: Track boom fifteen. You got You picked it up, and I wasn't ready. I <laughs> was You're the
1: one that thought, set me up. I thought the... I
0: was so smart, and here we are. <laughs>
1: in there so i fucking love this song it's ridiculous because it's it's so poppy it's so 80s olivia newton john the way he sings
0: it like, yeah i, I want to not like it because it's such a like departure from everything else but it's good
1: you remember hello goodbye the band Yes, I feel like this is a hell of goodbye song with how cheesy and cute the stupid synths are in it. But I love this song; it makes me want to put on some leg warmers and dance.
0: <laughs> it see. almost
1: sounds romantic, but the theme is depressing. Uh, yeah, the girl once finding not. you amazing, looking at you as less than zero now. It's definitely not, not good. But this is one of those things you were talking about where like it sounds happy as hell, but the content is so sad. <laughs> Like most of his singles, like yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? No. So yeah, less than zero is honestly in my top five for the album, and it's crazy because it is the poppiest weekend song I've ever heard. It's so happy, but not all right, so track sixteen, the final one, Phantom Regret by Jim. Jim Carrey.
0: If The pain's living on when your body's long gone and your phantom regret hasn't let it go yet. You may not have died in the way that you must. All specters are haunted by their own lack of trust. When you're all out of time, there's nothing but space. No hunting, no gathering, no nations, no race. And heaven is closer than those tears on your face. When the purple rain falls, we're all bathed in its grace. I love this I, thing so much that I didn't know what part I wanted to play. I couldn't pick. I had a trouble picking one.
1: I, I my only note is this is an epic, beautiful poem by Jim Carrey at the end of this perfect album. Well, not perfect, but great album. And it ties it up perfectly. You just feel like you went on a journey with him.
0: Who is it, Did The Weeknd just write that poem? I need to look in the see. Who, I,
1: I don't who, know. who got the But credit. that poem is awesome.
0: Oh, it just it has writing credits for everybody. Okay, but yeah, isn't it just like the no, it's perfect great. cherry? Well, in the in the it, the performance of it is good too. Like that's yeah. that's the performance and the uh, you know and the the actual words. So yeah, man, it's a good uh, it's a good way to end it too. So yeah,
1: that's The weekend on FM. I honestly give it like a 9.
0: 7.
1: I knew, yeah. I figured you'd go 7.
0: 9 up to track like 7, and then uh, 6 after that, maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I think I love it that the three songs I'm not crazy about are all grouped together. Yeah. So <laughs> I can always that just like, good. eh. But there's only three songs I really didn't like. Love, love, but they're not skippable because I'll just throw this whole album on all the time. I put it on today while I was doing dishes. Felt good. Dancing. Yeah. And I Uh, never thought in a million years that a weekend album would be one of my favorite albums currently. Well, we'll have to listen to After Hours and see on that one, too. And I'm glad you liked it because I didn't know how you were going to respond to this.
0: no i yeah i this is uh i want more stuff like this so yeah all right uh
1: it's time for gonna, the weekly rewind yeah trying to narrow it down woo, 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 weekly rewind because this is three weeks worth
0: <laughs> oh see i just did like the newest stuff
1: well there's some i i want to throw out there that's fine i'm just gonna name them there's too many to play but Death Cab for Cutie released their new album or song from their new album, Roman Candles, which sounds crazy. It's just not the normal Death Cab sound. Brett McKenzie of Fly of the Concords released a new album called Little Tune. Or is that just the name of the song? I don't know. But the whole album did drop. Uh, while we were gone, I guess My Chemical Romance dropped a song. Josh, have you heard it?
0: I have. Uh, I like it, but I it's so it's one of those songs where. Um, I, I'm hoping because they're like a huge act that it was a deliberate choice. Although I'm, I don't know if I am hoping or not. Uh, like I hate when it's not mixed in a way that I can hear the vocals over the music.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: But otherwise I liked it, but that, that was like infuriating to me. So, all
1: right. So we got a new song from black audio, which is the synth side project of AFI song's called Blue Cherry, and I like it. Um, Water Parks has a new album, Funeral Gray, that I think is fun. Bayside has a new song called Strangest Faces, and I
0: love it. Oh, yeah. It's like a Halloween song, it felt like.
1: Yeah. Kublai Khan, Texas, and Scott Vogel released a song called Swan Song. It's a hardcore song that's sweet. Um, The Wonder Years, Summer Clothes. Great song. Magnolia Park, Feel Something, great pop-punk song. Soccer Mommy and the song Bones is a good indie pop song. Neck Deep, STFU, is a great pop-punk song. But an album that dropped pretty recently that I'm obsessed with, again, I don't know what's going on with me this year, but pop is my genre. But the new Harry Styles, the whole album is one of my favorite albums of the year so far, Harry's House, and the song Music from a Sushi Restaurant just makes me so happy. Have you heard it?
0: I have not. I'm gonna check Let's it listen out. listen that though. one
1: song. I never thought I'd like a Harry Styles album, but dang.
0: Is, you think he's trying to emulate Prince? You got to just listen to the whole album. It's so cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you a question that's gonna make me seem real old. You're good. Um, is this a, is is Harry Styles a situation like Justin Timberlake? Where like? Yes. <laughs>
1: so Harry Styles was in One Direction,
0: Josh. <laughs> I knew I knew he was in One Direction, but I was like, is he the only one that's like broken out that anyone gives a shit about?
1: I believe so. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, and I, I didn't mean, know much of his I mean, old stuff. But. I mean, no disrespect to J. C. Chazé, uh, Lance Bass, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, and Joy Fatone. I give a shit about you. I'm just saying the greater public didn't. They only. They all <laughs> latched on to Justin. So. So yeah. I'll give That's a my shot. weekly rewind. I, I like enough. You know, I like enough stuff like that. I mean. An, I feel like,
1: you know, I yeah. You like pop, but you don't. Yeah. I don't know if you like a lot of newer pop. Sometimes you like the classic nineties pop.
0: Yeah, but I like like Bieber drops a song I like at least once a year. Seems like and um, there's other stuff. I don't know. I give it a shot. Um, so yeah, I'm, de- this I'm album. definitely not a. I like like, I when I see s- stories about him like in the news and stuff, it's usually like something cool. You know, he's yeah, not he like. Yeah, he seems a, really cool yeah so um i only have a couple i don't i think because i knew we weren't recording i wasn't even like trying to amass songs for this but um so mine are i have three uh and then i have a what the fuck okay um so my three uh songs are the obi-wan theme uh by john williams uh Anything was better by the Interrupters. It's like a, about my, like my town sucks type song. That new and, album's
1: going to be pretty great. Yeah. I'm excited for it.
0: And then man, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers theme by Post Malone slaps so hard. Did you see the movie? I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard that it We it's love it. Phenomenal. Oh my god. Yeah. But I but when I'm, someone else like sent me the Chippendale theme and I was like Okay, I like post Malone enough. I'll give it a shot and then it was like started he go, sometimes I was like, oh shit yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm here. I'm here for this. We so. watched it
1: with the kids and me and Anne, I think liked it more, but yeah, it's the reference Chip and Dale are definitely more for adults our age, like a lot of them, yeah, but you have to check it out. I think you, especially as a pop culture nerd, are gonna yeah. love everything about it.
0: When I when I heard that like uh, Gadget and Monterey Jack and Zip were in it at least in some fashion I was like okay cool,
1: um,
0: yeah no they I, didn't I'm, do just, gadget I'm just I'm
1: justice but I'm she's just, still fine.
0: <laughs> well she's like you know she's in that Lola Bunny category where you're like how is a cartoon hot I don't understand like yeah. Um, and then my what the fuck. And it's just because I think that I, I only listened to, I don't even know. I can't even remember what the song sounds like. I was just, I saw the name of the song and I was like, oh, I don't even want to listen to this name is so stupid. And that's Viva Las Vengeance by Panic at the Disco. It's bad. In my opinion. Is the song bad too? Oh, okay. Well, good. The title is terrible. Oh, you didn't even listen to it? No, that's, I was like, I saw the title and I was like, I don't even care if this song is good. That's a, that's such a cringeworthy name.
1: It does kind of go back to earlier Panic, but I'm still not a fan of it. Mm. We'll see what else he
0: does, but is Panic more than just Brendan Urie at this point? Not anymore. Mm. It's just him. But he's built a brand, so why would you switch, right?
1: So. Yeah. I think he even released an album just as Brandon Urie, and it did not work. So
0: mm. I haven't really cared about them since. Uh, The first album i liked nine in the afternoon as well yeah i love that i'm sure if i i'm sure if i listened to pretty odd all the way through these days i would i'm sure i would like it but i think back then it was like just enough different from the first album that i was like nah (laughs) yeah
1: okay that's all we got for weekly rewind oh it's so
0: good to be back listeners yeah
1: so we'll be back next week with a Motion City Soundtracked album. We have to discuss which one now since we already did commit this to memory.
0: Got to figure out when we're recording it, too.
1: Yeah. But it was a pleasure being back, but it's time to flip the record.
0: Over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics.